if we find that bearing fruit is a job, that would be an indicator that we need to get more into the relationship with God, more into the Bible. Pray for forgiveness. Pray to repent from our actions because something's missing. were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. That's Matthew 3, 16 and 17, much like the transfiguration mentioned later. It's one of my favorite uh, verses in all of the Gospels and all of the Bible for that matter. Welcome to Discipleship Conditioning, our continued podcast here. I think we're on episode, I think it's 37, maybe 38. Um, Today's about help. We're going to dive deep into the book of Matthew chapter 3. And the overwhelming theme that I get from it is our need for help. So with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and put one of my dear friend's hats on. Pretty cool logo that he's got there. Um, Hopefully to help him and it matches my attire so it looks well. Can enjoy a sip of coffee here as well. And I'm going to ask for your help also. Ratings and reviews of the podcast are very helpful. Sharing us is even more helpful. And uh, communicating with us through email, hello at erratphysiology.com is helpful. Specific to our goals in 2023 and beyond, especially in 2024 as we get started, we are looking at how we can best serve individuals seeking an alternative in education. People that are done with the public school system, people that are done with the way private and public universities and colleges are built and the student loan debt associated with it, and all those other things. So from a professor at a college and university of the last six, seven years, and someone who has roughly eight years of collegiate experience as a student underneath my belt, combine that for roughly 15 years, decade and a half, uh, we want to provide an alternative for people seeking such things. So one major way you can help us is if you know a family that participates in homeschooling, we'd love to have a conversation with them on what their needs are and and what homeschooling looks like for them. If you are or know someone that is getting ready to leave high school and go into college, or perhaps they've been in the workforce for a little while and are looking to go back to school, but are just not sure because of the traditional model that exists, we'd love to have a conversation with them to see how we can best serve them. So that's the help that I request from you today is essentially networking and sharing our message and sharing our contact information so we can have uh, beautiful conversations with people, with Christian folks that are looking for uh, ways to serve each other, ways to help each other, and ways to help themselves and their kids 
be successful in this life despite some of the barriers that currently exist. As a reminder, our mission is to bring together Christians who strive to follow the light of God over the darkness of this world, to renew our mindsets through shared experience and discipleship so we can better love the Lord our God following His commandments. Let's start with Matthew 3.10 in the third chapter of the book of Matthew. Uh, This verse, many verses that stand out, but what I always want to do is provide my insight uh, in what I'm feeling as I go through the book of Matthew. Not from a biblical scholar perspective, but from a, a man, a sinful man's perspective in the life I've experienced and the application that I've seen that the Bible teaches and I've seen play out in my life. So let me read for you Matthew 3.10. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. We see this stated a number of ways throughout the Gospels. And I think it's something, for me at least, that I've kind of glazed over from time to time and not really sunk into the depth of the message. And I often have wondered in the past, and we talked about this in men's group this morning, what that fruit is. If you're someone, and I'm I'm this oftentimes, and my behavior in this way, I think, creates victims around me. Not that they perpetuate that, but that you just don't want to hang around somebody that's a big ball of negativity. And we live in a world of negativity. And if I'm not careful, I find myself spewing that negativity over and over. I just mentioned just a few moments ago about the state of public education. It's easy to become very negative about that and not focus on the good that we're going to be doing as an alternative option. That negativity is cancerous. It leads to sick mind. It leads to sick spirit. Uh, You don't read the Bible with the same vigor that you used to because your mind is so clouded with negativity. So when we look at fruit, what fruit is yield? Is that person being a light in people's lives? Is that person constantly negative? That would be evidence of someone who does not bear fruit in the analogy of a tree that is not bearing fruit. So the axe is laid to the root of the tree. If our actions do not yield fruit, what proof is it that we have any faith? It's more likely proof that we don't have faith. Now, I'm not saying that Christians can't waver and can't have difficult times. We all do. But we must recognize our responsibility to bear good fruit. And we should naturally want to bear good fruit based on our covenant with the Lord our God. We want to serve in a way that he has served us. And Matthew 3 is a phenomenal depiction of his service and his asking for help of anyone on the planet who has never needed help. To have them ask for help is certainly profound and the most striking thing in the entire chapter for me. The end of Matthew 3.10, thrown into the fire. It's pretty clear to me, after all these years of reading through the Gospels, uh, that we have instructions for our work. If we are to claim to be born again 
and invested in our relationship with God, our prayer life, our scripture life, our wise counsel, our relationship building, if we're committed to that, we have instructions to follow to bear fruit. If we find that bearing fruit is a job, that would be an indicator that we need to get more into the relationship with God, more into the Bible, pray for forgiveness, pray to repent from our actions because something's missing. But any of you that have proximal relationship with God know that there is something inside of you, the Holy Spirit, that yearns to do good things, that yearns to have good fruit yielded. Now again, I'm not saying that Christians don't struggle from time to time and go through seasons of rough patches that are really difficult. Um, And that's part of our human experience that we have to navigate through. But if we feel that we have been called by God, if we feel that our salvation is secure, and yet we continue to disobey the instructions, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. And clearly, we've been warned. Right? In the next section here, talks about a threshing floor and unquenchable fire. We've been warned. Here is your life before you. God has given free will. Here's what happens if you follow my instructions. Here's what happens if you don't follow my instructions. The choice is yours. So with that in mind, Matthew 3.12, his winnowing fork in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Are we going to be the wheat in this analogy, or are we going to be the chaff? Are we going to yield fruit as in the previous Or are we going to not yield any fruit or yield bad fruit? We will be selected based on those fruits and we will be accepted into heaven for following his instruction. We are given free will. Our choice matters. The ability to say no provides meaning to the ability to say yes. And so if we say yes to Jesus, if we say yes to turning over our lives, we should be compelled and enjoy and want to yield good fruit. And essentially, to me, that's the journey of sanctification throughout the rest of our lives, is how can we be better Christians? How can we further save the Lord? I recognize that I am nothing without Jesus. I'm not created. And even with my creation and my sinful nature, Clearly, that path heads a specific way. So if I am going to accept forgiveness from Jesus and I am going to continue down the path that he has paved for me, the lamp at my feet, there's a completely different calling there because I've made the decision, yes, to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. The option was given that I could say no. I said yes, and so I'm held to a different standard. A lot of people will say that uh, God doesn't put anybody in hell, and I agree with that. The choice is given. The path is clearly stated. The options are not hidden from you. The options are stated, whether in parable, analogy, or just flat out. This is what happens if you make that decision. But the right to make that decision has been given to each individual person. So as I recap this, I look through Matthew 3. Again, the most stunning thing to me, the most stunning theme in this, and the theme is going to be slightly different to each individual person, which is the beauty of the Bible, 
that it is a living, breathing thing that can teach so many lessons each time we comb through it. But for me today, Matthew 3, how can it be that the most holy person that's ever existed asked for help in perhaps the most holy event that a human can experience on earth, which is a baptism? If we read down a little further into the baptism that John uh, gives Jesus, obviously John doesn't feel that he is qualified, as I think any of us would in that situation, and Jesus assures him and asks for his help. What a phenomenal moment that had to have been. Not, Not to mention the verse that we lined up with in the very beginning on the experience Jesus had right thereafter. What a profound moment to be uh, to be a part of. But again, the most holy individual ever asking for help in the holy act of baptism. And what's further striking in this to me is that we continually see as we dedicate ourselves to scripture, Jesus's example. Now in that statement, obviously there's something that could be an issue as we continue to dedicate ourselves to scripture. I'm not sure that that's happening enough. Again, to reference things that we spoke to in men's group this morning, um, there are are alternatives to reading the Bible. Even from a Christian perspective, there are shows out there, there are movies out there, uh, there are different translations, there are stories. Um, The Bible written in story mode as opposed to word for word. There's a spectrum of translation And on one end you have word for word, on the other end you have thought for thought. And there's all these different translations that exist on that spectrum. So looking at that, what avenue are we taking to fill our void of needing scripture? Are we actually reading God's word or are we watching a TV show and pretending that that's God's word? when it is extrapolated? It may be based in God's word, but it fills in the blanks and it's extrapolated. Um, We always need to be rooted back. And I think a lot of people, as an educator, I see this, a lot of people say, well, I'm not a reader or I don't learn that way. Those are just, those are just excuses. You know, back in Jesus's time, people didn't have the ability to read. They weren't taught to read. So they relied on others to then speak the word of God, to speak the Bible to them. And today we have that ability ourselves, yet we take it for granted. And we say, well, it's easier for me to learn visually on TV. I'm not knocking um, different videos online that will describe a book in the Bible or a specific topic, or even this podcast that is on YouTube and Rumble that will be in what you're listening to, but in video form. I'm not knocking those things, but as with this podcast, and I hope with all those other videos or TV shows or movies as well, is I would rather you shut this podcast off and read the book of Matthew. And if you want to stay on pace with where we're at on a weekly basis, specifically chapter three. But I think that that is an issue that we have that we often create excuses for is that uh, all we've ever been exposed to is the King James Version, and it's too difficult to read. 
there's other translations there for you and you know just because you start on this end of the spectrum doesn't mean you can't end on this end of the spectrum as you learn when i first started reading the bible i started at the nlt the new living translation that's more thought for thought i then moved to the niv which is kind of a happy medium the new international version and since then i've moved to the esv the english standard version which is pretty dang close to literal uh, that word for word and uh, i don't think i would have been able to start at that translation and that's not how it worked for me so examining jesus's example is going to be best found through the written word of god we can hear stories of jesus through third-hand accounts and all that through again these shows and whatnot but it's written for us it's written plainly for us and it's written through many different translations so that there really isn't an excuse for the reader to find that information and to make it applicable and as i kind of get back on track here and i continue this thought as Jesus continually provides the example, in this instance, asking for help in one of the most holy events that a human can experience from the most holy person that has ever existed, how can we continually be so arrogant and refuse help? And I say we because I'm a model citizen for that. I am the type that shuts my front door and I hang out at my house. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful children, and I just put my nose to the grindstone and I work and I kind of do my own thing. And there are many instances where I need help, but I don't ask for help. Why is that? That's not the example that Jesus uh, has provided to us, as clearly stated here in the third chapter of Matthew. It's With all these messages, it's something that almost hypocritically I need myself. And perhaps that's why it's so poignant on my heart is that there's a clear deficit in what I'm doing. And maybe that resonates with you. Maybe there's something else within the third chapter of Matthew that is poignant for you. And I'd love to have discussion on that. I'd love to hear your opinions and what messages you're receiving from this as we move along. Again, our intent is to go chapter by chapter completely through the New Testament. I haven't quite figured out the math on that, but it's going to be a while. We're in it for the long term. And to this point, I think fruit has been yielded from this podcast and we're on the right track. If you've been listening from the beginning, in the beginning I said I was going to give it a year. And in a year, if I didn't sense that there was good fruit yielded from the podcast, that I wouldn't continue it. Well, it's now August and we're five months away from one year, which would be February. So we've got five months worth of Bible study here to get through, to see what fruit can be yielded, to see if we continue the podcast and continue this direction, or to see if God's calling us in a different direction in our lives. But as I mentioned before, I hope I'm helping. I'm certainly here to help. I'm here to disciple. I'm actually looking for someone to work one-on-one with two disciple, and I would love for that to be you. And I ask for your help in return. That if if nothing else, if this is a podcast that works for you on your way to work or you're in the gym or whatever the case is, it probably will work for someone else. And so I ask for your rating, your review, and your share, especially if it's someone that is searching for an alternative when it comes to school. 
Now that better directly affiliates with our other podcast, which launched two days ago. It's called Biblical Anatomy. So if you haven't seen that, please check that out. That is now available on all the major podcasting platforms. And again, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we now have two separate podcasts. This one, Discipleship Conditioning, which we record on Wednesdays on a weekly basis. And the other one on Mondays called Biblical Anatomy. That one too will be released on a weekly basis unless there's a holiday like Labor Day, which falls next week. Uh, Apart from that, we will record each Monday and we will release. I imagine the schedule is going to be changing quite a bit over the next five months as we enter this new phase of our lives and we prepare for building of a school. And so stay tuned along the way. We may change a day from Wednesday to Tuesday or from Monday to Tuesday or whatever. Um, But we're still committed to releasing this content on a weekly basis, provided it doesn't interfere with the Sabbath, which we hold on Saturdays, and it doesn't interfere with a holiday that we spend time with our family and friends, like Labor Day, Memorial Day, Christmas, those sorts of things. As a reminder, we are self-sponsored, erratphysiology.com. As I mentioned a couple days ago in the other podcast, distinct possibility that that website will be changing but the content will remain the same and i will notify you uh, when and if that happens already mentioned our email hello at erratphysiology.com we'd love to communicate with you see what you're getting from this bible study see what you're getting when you're participating in the third chapter of matthew uh, and and how we can do to serve you how we can be of service to you and how we can help Our take-home message, how can we recognize that we need help? I've asked for your help today. How can you recognize that you need help? How can you be of service to others? How can I be of service to others? How can we recognize further from on a deeper level that asking for help is okay? I know that's my big crux, is that I grew up in a household where it wasn't okay to ask for help. Or perhaps that it wasn't okay, not that it wasn't okay to ask for help, but it just wasn't promoted. And it was glorified that if you didn't ask for help, that made you more of a man or it made you more independent um, and made you more solid in your foundation. Well, as an adult, I found those things not to be true. And it's taken a long time to sort of break down that foundation and find the lies built within the foundation. And uh, as with the rest of my life, repairing that foundation, putting it with truth, repairing it with truth and building the house upon that and as we always do let's conclude with the lord's prayer pray then like this our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen.